And then in his joy, reconciled all he had. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. I'll bring you greetings from La Serena. So in their language, I say this. Saludos familia de la iglesia de parte de sus hermanos y hermanas de Lazarina. La familia Lazarina está representante de Vigencion del Señor. El ministerio de Jesús está llegando a la ciudad en cada rincón y lugar. Marcelo y Matresa están muy agradecidos, sorry Mario, por lo que hacen para alentaros y bendecirlos aquí en Canadá. Que continuemos nuestra asociación en el Evangelio y que Dios nos dé muchos años más para las personas a verse el reino Greetings, church family. From your brothers and sisters in Los Arenas. I can report that the Los Arenas family is overflowing with blessings from the Lord. The ministry of Jesus is reaching into the city in every way, corner, and place. Marcelo and Matresa are so thankful for what you all do during missions month to encourage and bless them here in Canadian. And may we continue our partnership in the gospel, and may God give us more years of seeing people come to open their eyes to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want you to turn your Bibles this morning to Matthew 11. We're going to set the stage that this scene in The Chosen did so well. This is Matthew 10 into Matthew 11 that you saw on the video. And I will tell you as you're turning there that I had intended on continuing our summer school uh, series with a sermon that was connected to La Serena, Chile. And while I was down in La Serena, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, I worked on that sermon in the evenings, uh, annoying everybody down there, telling them I had to work on the sermon. And then by Wednesday morning, I decided to make a little audible. And so since then, I've had this on my heart. And so you're getting the audible this morning after a loss of 24 hours of sleep on Friday and Saturday. So I apologize early in advance if this does not connect very well. But what was laid on my heart this week was something that I wanted to share with you about the kingdom being among you. So let's set the stage for Matthew chapter 11. In Matthew 10, John, or Jesus, has sent out John and Peter and, and Andrew and the twelve. He sent them on what appears to be really their first mission apart from Him. He's given them His ability to cast out demons and preach the good news. And He says to go out. He sends out 12 in Matthew representing to the Jewish world the fulfillment, the completion. 12 tribes of Israel. They go out two by two. In Luke, in another similar story, He sends out 70 or 72 72 disciples, which represent a different number. The number of nations that are listed in Genesis chapter 10 as the table of nations. Whatever it is, 12 or 72, what Jesus is doing is He's showing, I'm sending out enough 
to proclaim all. To all. And so in Matthew 10, he sends them out. And word spreads. And all these great things happen. In Luke, we learn that incredible things happen. Word is spreading about Jesus. The kingdom of God has come near. There's this proximity. And it's during this season that the guy who got the show on the road, the one who prepared the way for Jesus, has now found himself imprisoned by Herod. And now he is wondering. He's prepared the way. He baptized Jesus and now he is in prison and he is going, is this really it? Word seems to have even come to him there in that prison and he's wondering, is this really the thing? Is this the real deal? So John, the baptizer, sends some disciples. And it's in Matthew 11, 1 through 3. I've got my stuff out of order. I told you I was tired. Where it says... After Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask, Are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? Have you ever felt like him? in his shoes. Put yourself behind bars. Put yourself in that place where you've felt and you've known and you've seen and you've been a part of the kingdom of God but that was in the past. And that mountaintop experience or that emotional moment or that connection with church family has disappeared. Have you ever felt like John? John was this guy. He had the big crowds. He had the success. He had the followers. It says in the scripture that people were coming so far as away from Jerusalem to come out to hear. But now here he is. With a handful of people he can speak to. Lost his ministry. Lost his connection. Loses what he probably believed he would do for the rest of his life. And he's wondering... It's all that I'm hearing. Is this really it? Have you, or are you, feeling the return? There was a time the fire was kindled within you, you were burning. Maybe it was men's retreat last year, ladies' retreat last year. It was after maybe a time you had with connection. Everything seemed to be going well. well. The 401k was up. Everything was right. The family didn't have the turmoil. There wasn't that diagnosis. You were at peace. You were connected with your church, with your spouse. Your church family has felt united. But now, you feel like John. Maybe stuck in a prison of your own circumstances, or maybe a prison of your own past, maybe behind the bars of your own making or made by someone else. I've been there. Confused. Wondering if God has abandoned me. Struggling, doubting, wondering. Spending times alone and probably way too isolated as Nathan talked about. Not talking to others about it. Wondering where did Jesus go? Is this faith thing still 
Have you been let down? I'm sure most of us have. In return to this question, Jesus answers in such a powerful and different way as he does. Jesus says in verse 4, he says, Go back. Report to John what you see and hear, which is so funny because they came to Jesus because of what they've been seeing and hearing. And he goes, just go tell John what he's already heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble. Now there's times I haven't liked this answer. Thought about this a lot. What was the answer I would really want from Jesus in this moment? If you were able to go to Jesus and go, are you the one? There's been times in my life I'd want him to go, well, let's, I want him just to give a straight answer, right? Like, yes, and here's the evidence. Yes, and here's a Bible study to prove it. <laughs> yes, and here's all the apologetics you will ever need. I want certainty, right? I'm addicted a little bit to certainty. I want the straight answer. I want to be able to connect the dots. But Jesus' answer, there, although I admit there's times I haven't liked the answer, I love His answer. Because instead of giving that straight answer, instead of giving answer, He gives evidence. He says, go and show what you see and what you hear. This is so in line with how the kingdom works. He goes, go look at the mustard seeds. Go look at the changed lives. Go look at the people who have received the kingdom and the miracles that come with it. The hearts being transformed. He says the blind are now seeing. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. Good news is even being preached to the poor. This kingdom is alone. This past week, I wanted to share some stories where we saw that. But I'm not sharing this with you this morning as an effort to say, look what we experienced and you should have been on the trip. That is not at all near my heart. I want you to hear this today so that we can realize as a church family these things are happening here. So Jesus says the blind see. We met a guy this week called named Jorge. Here he is with Mario. Jorge grew up in Santiago. I think I can remember this all pretty well, but he was lost. He was alone. He shared one afternoon with a group of men in a rehab facility about his own story and his own struggle with addiction, his difficult childhood, growing up in a terrible house. But here's this guy who every morning was out working for our group at 6 a.m., picking up supplies, encouraging us, showing up, going on every trip with us. He works about, he's off a while, then he goes to Patagonia and works for a month, and he comes back, and he spends the entire week, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., 9 p.m. every day, even later probably talking with Mario, right? Incredible. He was blind to the ways of God in his life. And as he drove into La Serena several years ago, 
God opened his lives. And now he's one of the house church leaders in all three. The blind see. Jesus also says the lame walk. Here on this picture, there's three teenage girls, two girls with Parker, and, and a third that's not there named Eileen. The two girls with Parker up here on your, on your right, uh, Ariana and Paz. And then with Chloe there, a young man named Lucas. They came to be with us, and their whole, their whole persona was, we're, we're supposed to be here to help, but we don't know that much English. And these young people, they doubted what they could do. They thought they were lame. They thought they were crippled. And these three, four young people unbelievably walked into moments and blessed us because they were able to say when we were talking to people or we were out passing out flyers or we were working with children, we were able to say, come help translate. And God gave them the gift of being able to speak English to us. Lucas there with Chloe learned to speak English by watching American YouTube videos by just having the closed captioning on. Don't ever tell me you can't learn Spanish. This kid has, he knows it. It was unbelievable. These two girls there with, with Parker came from Santiago just to spend the week with us, traveled six or seven hours just to be with us. The lame walk. They doubted themselves. And Jesus said, no, I'm going to use you. You're going to get up and you're going to go use what I've given you to bless others. Jesus also says, that lepers are cleansed. Through Marcelo's, Marcelo, if you didn't know, our missionary that was poor down there, grew up in a children's home in Chile. From ages 5 to 14, he was part of a children's home. He has unique access. So he was able to take us one morning, our last full day there, and spend time in a children's home for disabled and the most abused kids in Los Angeles. There's over 7,000 kids just in Los Angeles in the, what we would call the CPS system. But here, as we work with children, here at this place and also at the Campamento, which you saw many pictures of and you know that the Toros reach out there, we saw kids that are considered outcasts, they're immigrants, they're poor, they're lonely, they don't have electricity. We had electricity one day at the Campamento and the next day it was turned off. The government just turns it off at discretion whenever they want to because they don't want those people. Those people aren't recognized by the government. They're considered lepers. And yet, here was Marcel with the trace of there's a lady in the picture here, I can't figure out. Right in the middle. <laughs> she runs this whole system for the government and she told us, she said, I was I gave up my ability to have children because I wanted to work with these children the rest of my life. Unbelievable. Because she saw in them that while you're outcast, you're not outcast in the eyes of the Lord. And the Los Arena Church family, if you guys didn't know this, several years ago had raised money to build a church building. But instead of using that money to raise the church building, they called our shepherd and said, what do you want us to do? We've got this campamento with all these poor children and immigrants from Venezuela and, and Colombia showing up. And instead of spending money on the church building, we'd like to spend money out there. Because lepers 
can be cleansed. When the kingdom is around, the lowly have a spot at the table. And not just a spot, an honorable spot. Jesus also says, the deaf hear. Here's our friend Avon. Avon is a professor of English. He teaches English to, he's a, he's a contract English professor. He teaches it to college kids, high school students, whoever. And the man loves to talk. I don't know how long he talked to you, Cody, that one day, but it was all day. But it, it was great. But here's a man who told me, as he was telling me a story, that he felt like he had no purpose. He felt like he was going to die. And he said it probably wasn't a big deal to anybody else. But I didn't have any purpose in life. And then he started to pray. He felt like his ears were deaf to the Word of God. And he simply started to pray, God, show me what I can do. And now he uses his ability to preach the Word in English, German, and Spanish. He knows three languages. He spent time in Munich sharing the Word of God in Germany. And now he's really connected to the La Serena Church family. What a blessing. He was. He said, I felt like I was abandoned by God, but I had my ears open. And now I'm being used by God. I was Wednesday, or I can't even remember my days. I believe it was Wednesday this past week. Jesus says that in the kingdom of the dead are raised. Now I know biblical literates who may have a few out there that say, well, that's not true. I'm going to you follow a dead person who was raised. But I saw some dead people raised to life last week. I went to a place on Wednesday where Marcelo told us, let's go into this rehab facility, drug addicts and alcohol addiction, guys that struggle with that. There's 16 of them there, uh, 16 or 17. They were there Wednesday morning. And we thought, okay, we'll go in there. We really didn't know what was going to happen. We were gonna, he said, we're going to take snacks. And, and we, we, bought, we bought Bibles, and Spanish Bibles, uh, Santa Biblia. And we were going to take those in there. And we were going to give them as a gift. And we took uh, sandwiches and some little drinks. And uh, we thought, all right, this will be kind of neat. And we walked in that place. And the Spirit of the Lord was the man that you see next to me is a man named Oscar. He greeted us first, first straight out and just started talking about his relationship with Jesus. And through his leadership, we sat there and we had a Bible study with these men. And as the Bible study progressed and I shared, it was so funny because we got on the bus and Marcelo goes, oh, Jake's going to give the Devo at this rehab facility, which was the first time that I had heard that. <laughs> so I just go, Okay. And I started to pray in the bus on the way over there, about a 20-minute drive. God, what do you want me to say? And the thing I, that was laid on me was Romans 6. Or, sorry, Romans 5, 6, and 8. While we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. When we were dead in our sins, Jesus Christ jumps into our life and goes, I will bring you out of that. I will raise you to life. So we started to share with these guys. And we sang a couple songs in English. And a young man on the front row who had had some hard times got up and he said in Spanish I want to share with you and he started to sing this famous song 
It's big in South America. It's I raise my hands. I raise my hands to you, Lord. I'm raising my hands. I feel your strength and I feel your fire. And I knew it. And he sang a solo. And these other men jumped in. And these men, as we turned in Scripture, one of them said, where do I even start? I've never opened a Bible before. And so our people gathered around and we got into Romans chapter 5. And I've never seen people hungry for the Lord like this. It was unreal. People were just like, these men, these grown men were just like, knew that the food they needed was coming from Jesus. And the dead were being raised. Found out earlier that this is the exact spot that Marcelo started his ministry seven years ago in 2016 and baptized 21 And I have no doubt we're going to hear reports in the weeks to come of dozens and dozens of more men coming to the Where the kingdom is, the dead are raised. And finally, the last thing Jesus says is that you want to know if this is the real deal? He says good news will be proclaimed to the poor. This is our friend, Olga. Olgita. <laughs> Marcelo calls everybody with Ita. That's why you kind of cute. You cutesy up a name in Spanish. So it was Marioita. That's why you call Mario. And uh, he wouldn't call me JP. But, but anybody, you call it. So this is Olgita. Her husband, Olgita, and her husband, Vladimir, have decided to live in the campamento. In a shack. And Olga could have a job. She could be working and making money. But instead of having a job, she's decided that I'm going to give up my career so that she can cook Monday, Wednesday, and Friday every week and feed those children. Olga was Jesus. Her and her husband washed dishes. They cooked things. Propane. Because there's no electricity half the time. They make sandwiches and chocolate, as Marcella would say, hot chocolate. And they open up the little campamento that you guys helped build. And they bless you. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And Marcella sits down with the moms and any dads that will be there. You know, just the word. Unbelievable. The blind see, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, deaf hear, dead raised, good news is proclaimed to the poor. It's happening in Chile, but I want you to know this, church family, that that is not confined to Chile. Revival. The renewing of our hearts is possible, and it is happening here. It's present here and now. The kingdom of Jesus is between your own two feet. You just have to want it. Revival doesn't happen because other people say, let's go follow Jesus. It happens when you say it's time to get closer to Jesus. And when you encourage somebody else. Because here in Canadian, the blind are seeing and the lame are walking. Our teens right now, who a lot of teens, because we do this to the church, maybe we need to have a little time of repentance. 
We tell teens, oh, you can serve when you get older in the church. That is a lie. The blind see and the lame walk. Our teens this week are at contact, serving the Lord. I've seen some of our teens like Nathan and Weston in the last couple weeks come alive to Jesus. Nathan making sure that one of his good friends went to trek with him. Weston starting inviting people and getting excited about Jesus. You want to see Jesus among those that we sometimes put aside, spend time with Claire and Ryan. Lepers are cleansed here in Canadian. It's your hospitality, Canadian church. There is never anyone, I don't think so, if there is, may God forgive us, that walks in these doors that doesn't feel right at home. Amen? That's because we know this is a place for anyone. Let's get better and better at that. The deaf here. What we do with missions, what we're doing with y'all's great, amazing ability to say, yeah, go meet is important here, but let's shift it towards Ferryton. I love y'all's willingness to do that. Nobody's coming to my office and saying, we only serve Canadian, right? Wildcat football, you know, something like that. We don't do that. We're ready to go. Let's go out and let anybody who needs the message. And I believe the dead have been raised. All you've got to do is turn around and look at the back three sections of that wall. For the last five years, that's everybody that's been baptized in this building. And all those pictures are a life of people who were once dead, once lost, and now they're alive in Christ. And good news is being proclaimed before. The church, I love that this church and our shepherds, and we don't say it enough and Probably most of us in here don't even know that if somebody comes through the doors here at this church and says, I need a little help financially, the answer is almost always, of course. And that's because of the heart of this church. So I'll close with this. I know that we're out of time. I just hope you've heard these stories today. I wanted you to know that what's happening in Chile is super important, but never forget that right here, Right here, the kingdom of God is in our midst. And if you've ever felt like John, if you've ever felt like John, and you're like, I don't know anymore. Is it, is, are you really the one? Here's how you know. Here's how I'd sum up Jesus' words. What he says is, where the kingdom is at work, and this is the challenge too, because if you're not... If you're dead this morning, if you're a little bit got chains on your soul and you're like, man, I need to wake up. Here's how you know. Where the kingdom is, is where everything is moving from death to life. Jeff, you said that this morning in class. We didn't work together. That's the Holy Spirit. Where the kingdom is, is people are moving from death to life. They're moving in their life from saying, I once was this, selfish and angry. I once was a jerk. I once only thought about me. But I'm now moving towards life. That's the kingdom. The kingdom is a place where death is being a thing of the past. 
because we are looking forward to a day when all of us are raised in Christ. I saw that this week in so many people. And I wanted to proclaim it to you guys today that it doesn't have to start in Chile, and it doesn't have to stop in Chile, or at Contact, or anywhere else, or Guatemala four years ago, or on Men's Retreat, or on Ladies Retreat, or at Go Weekend. It happens every day when I'm moving from death to life. I think Mario this week, I've talked about him a lot. Our brother Mario realized he's a missionary this week. This guy, <laughs> this guy, and everybody did so good, but this guy, when we were out handing out flyers, he just, he had a talent. He can speak Spanish. I can't. I'm over there going, como te lamo, you know? You know? I had a lady walk by me and, somebody, and she said to her husband, gringo. <laughs> and I go, that's right, you know? I heard her say it. She kind of got embarrassed. But he was moving from death to life. He wasn't sure if he was going to be able to be used on this trip. Parker Lee back there. Parker, Parker, I didn't know Parker that well. I discovered that Parker has a heart for missions. That girl blew my mind. And you know what? It's not just exclusive to those two. I could go around the room right now and say, this is what God wants to do in you. He wants to move you from death to life. You know, that's why we preach baptism. That's why baptism is important to Christians because baptism is our declaration that I'm dying to myself because my way is no good way. But Jesus' way is the only way. If you need that today, baptism, prayers, proclamation of good news in your life, anything, we're here for you. Let's stand together and let's see. There's a fountain free to swim. You and me, let us say so. Haste to its spring. Take the fount of love from the source of love, and he bids us all freely drink. Will you come? Will you come? Give 
Yeah. I didn't get any announcements.